Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another Word for Today with Ray. And before we begin, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, it's a joy to know that you desire to have a relationship with us, that you provided your Son, Jesus Christ, to die upon the cross for our sins, that we might know you, know him, and know your ways. And today, Lord, as we study this book of Esther once again, I pray that you will bring to our minds those things that you'd have us to know, to our hearts those things that you'd like us to uh, live in and be, and Lord, that you would help us by your Holy Spirit to not only know those things, but to empower us to live according to those things. And so we thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The title to today's lesson is, The Matters of Fastings and Their Cry. It's taken from the book of Esther, chapter 9 and verse 31. The second letter concerning the celebration of the days of Purim was written by Queen Esther and Mordecai and distributed throughout the Persian Empire. In chapter 9 and verse 31 of the book of Esther, we see how the words of peace and truth within this letter were written to affect the Jews who were previously in a state of crying and fasting. We read, To confirm these days of Purim in their times appointed, according as Mordecai the Jew and Esther the queen had enjoined them, and as they had decreed for themselves and for their seed, the matters of the fastings and their cry. The verse begins to confirm these days of Purim in their times appointed, according as Mordecai the Jew and Esther the queen had enjoined them. This second letter was sent to confirm these days of Purim, which means this letter was to establish, fix, validate, prove, and fulfill this date. The Jews were to have this time of feasting fixed in their minds and they were to persist in the celebration of it. Both Queen Esther and Mordecai raised up, set up, roused, and persuaded them to continue in these yearly celebrations. The verse goes on to say, And as they had decreed for themselves and for their seed the matters of the fastings and their cry. Both Queen Esther and Mordecai were involved in this time of victory. They knew the importance of letting Jewish people know what God did for them. Not only would they themselves benefit from this annual celebration, those who were born after them would be blessed as well. The Jews were once in a time of fastings and calling out to God with their cry, and now they were experiencing the power of the Almighty God. Purim would remind them of not only this delivering power of God, but the keeping power of God as well. Have we ever stopped to consider the keeping power of God? Do we realize the value of having God watch over us daily, even if we are in the times of fastings and cry? When we consider how many references in these last few verses of chapter 9 there are to this annual time of feasting called Purim, we might wonder why it seems to have been written over and over again. For we who desire to hear the voice of God in our lives, we note that when the message seems redundant, we should pay particular attention. Rather than see it as a rote, if we ponder it long enough, we will hear the mighty voice of God saying, I'm with you. Don't forget me. 
I'm with you. Don't forget me. I'm with you. Don't forget me. And when we hear him speak, we would do well to not only hear, but also obey even if we are fasting and crying about the circumstances in our lives right now. Next time, we will end the ninth chapter of Esther and note how it was written. So read ahead, and we shall join together then. Until tomorrow, there is more. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace as you continue to study his word. In Jesus' name.